Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. And tonight is our legend segment. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight we got a Delray Beach legend. One of my boys. Class of 76. Boca High Bobcats. Mr. Joe Cheney. Joe, welcome to the show, bro. Hey, man. Thank you, sir. I, I really appreciate it, and I'm honored that you would take some time to speak with me. <laughs> hey, man. Well, well, think about it, Joe. You, you know, we come from a place where there's a plethora of athletes, man. Hey, no, nothing like it. Nothing like it. And, and, you know, when we talk about the Delray Dynamics, it's a small town. Yeah. Small town. And in 1970, we integrated schools. And, and we talk about this all the time. What would have happened had the integration ever taken place and all the athletes stayed in Derry like they did? Who was going to play? <laughs> Amen. Hey, I watched your show with Jeff and Mo mm-hmm. and Keith and Rhett Talbert. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I know they had a stick. We had a stick. But can you imagine <laughs> what we would have had in Delray? Oh, man. I mean, oh, whether it's football or baseball, baseball. Right? we were decent in basketball too, but those right. were, we excel there, man. That's wow. right. Well, well, you know, I know you guys at Boca had a great football program. You had a great baseball program, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and we had the same thing at Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it would it really took the right kind of coaching, you right. know, to, to keep it all together. Um, the biggest problem we would have had is keeping people satisfied. Right. Because if you can remember back um, in the Carver High days that um, before true integration took place, mm-hmm. we had a number of Af- African-American athletes playing at Seacrest. Absolutely. Yeah. 
the, the semi tailors <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and that was good that was a good night at the football stadium too they played good football man absolutely ronnie mack ronnie mack oh my god <laughs> hey listen man i gotta get ronnie mack on the show one of these days because ronnie mack see when i was a kid joe you know how we grew up. We all grew up in the same church. Yep. My daddy was growing up as, as a reverend. Yep. And so I didn't get the opportunity to go to a lot of things, right? <laughs> and so so when I couldn't go to a Carver High game, I, I used to listen to Seacrest on the radio. Mm-hmm. Buck Ward, you know, on the radio. Yeah. And so I knew about Ronnie Mack and, and, and Rock Matthews and Doug yeah. Davis and Steve Harton and Big E, Ernest Williams. Yeah, Big E. I, I knew about all those guys. Horace Bush, you right. know, <laughs> guys who would have been at Carver, but they were starring over at Seacrest. And so, and, and then when you, even with that, Joe, you think about the kids from Boynton who came to Carver, mm-hmm. the kids from Lake Osborne who were at Carver, right? the kids from Boca, Pearl City, who were attending Carver High. Right. Man, that's a long line, bro. It's a long line of stuff. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And like I said, we come from a long history. So there was a road paid for us. And so when we got up, you know what we did? Football season, we played football. That's right. Basketball season, we played basketball. That's right. Baseball. And then in between all of that, they'd have you out at the track, running track, (laughs) throwing balls, throwing this. So we're always doing something. And in their minds, part of what they were doing was keeping these boys out of trouble. Oh, absolutely. And what morphed out of that or what developed out of that was the realization we have some pretty good athletes in this area. And if we get their attention and get them to play, they never know what the outcome is going to be. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and one of the things, man, when I was a kid, of course, you know, um, watching Carver High play. Matter of fact, Joe, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a running back. I wanted to be Gail Sayers, right? Right. Because he's the first person I saw that excited me. Right. And, and and really, I'll never forget it being a, a young man, young kid, and seeing Gail Sayers play a game and going down and writing on a piece of paper that I'm a professional football player. I was nine years old, right? Yeah. After watching Gail Sayers. And then I go to a Carver High game. <laughs> Carver High play Roosevelt, and I see Penn do his thing. Right. And my mind was blown, right? And I said, that's what I want to do, right? right? And so coming up in the Delray Rock program, you know, um, the first year I played, Bump put me at quarterback. And then he found out, say, look, this guy, you know, we got to put him in the backfield, you know, because I was a fast kid. Uh-huh. And then they really put Winston at quarterback. And then the next year, you and I played together. Right. I moved to wide receiver, and you were the quarterback. Right. right? And I broke my finger that year. <laughs> I remember at the end of the year, right? Yeah. But Joe, but Joe, you can throw the ball, though, man. Yeah. And, and so guess what? So mm-hmm. I've watched enough of your shows, so I know how Anthony Penn changed you. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. And eventually, right? So my, my brother also was a, a, a idol, an idol of mine. But then with you and two, as y'all continue to grow, I say, I, mm-hmm. I got to go to another position. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it, you and two. Right. Can you imagine that on the same thing? See, it's, it's, it's unthinkable. See, it's unthinkable. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like you you wonder, right? And so, but I love that, right? Especially now because one one of the best things happened, Joe. We we didn't think this at the time because we were young men, full of testosterone, wanting to compete because we really want to play each other, Balkan Atlantic, right? Yeah. The best thing happened. We didn't play. Probably. 
Yeah. It is the best thing. It's the best thing because, because we, you know what? And through it all, we did. We we all stayed friends. We could all pull for each other. Absolutely. And in the end, you know, while it wasn't the best circumstances, mm-hmm. more of us got a chance to play and excel. Absolutely. And, and at least see what we could do. Absolutely. Uh, in that arena. Absolutely. And, uh, so in the end, it all works out, you know, for it, good. It, it worked out. But when I even, when I look at you guys at Boca, right, I start thinking about, you know, I, I saw one game because, you know, we all played on Friday night. So right. I, I remember seeing a game. I think I was a 10th grader. And y'all played Fort Pierce Central at, at Boca. And we were open that week. Uh-huh. And um, I got a chance to see y'all play that night. But that's probably the only game I saw you guys play, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you had Joe Jack, and you, yeah. I mean, just the, the, the whole group, man. Yeah. And Fred Gaines, Doug yeah. Parker, Alvin Price. Yeah. Man, I, Willie Brown, Crucial, I can Crucial. go. Yeah. There was some boys. Van Williams, I can go on and on and on. Oh, I mean, how do you, how do you take one ball mm-hmm. and satisfy all that? Right. It was, it was difficult. But you know, in the end, when I think back to that, though, mm-hmm. It wasn't a problem because right. I think part of what we mm-hmm. had from our upbringing, your parents mm-hmm. and, you know, who, who, and all of our parents influenced all of us. Yes. So exactly. your, your father was more a contemporary of my sister. So yes, as right. opposed to my mama. So that created right. an even closer right. connection. Your grandmama lived next door to my sister. That's right. All that <laughs> stuff made, but, but there was this work ethic we had. Mm-hmm. And I think we all believe mm-hmm. that if we went out, and did our best and yes. earned a spot that right. we were going to get a chance. Absolutely. So Absolutely. even and so all of that competition mm-hmm. or all of that mm-hmm. talent around us, mm. it made us better. Absolutely. There it is. Absolutely made us better. There, there it is. Cause I, I can remember even playing rock ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so after the year you and I played together on the 105. Right. And we go up to 130, right? Now I'm I'm in the eighth grade, and, and it was and really Joe, you, you you know it's amazing the things that you think are are, are bad in your life or mm-hmm. something just didn't work out right and, and you know you start blaming the coaches. So I sat the bench, you know me and Bernard Parker sat the bench, yeah. and, and I'm telling you, it didn't feel good, right? right? But two playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got Lorenzo Haynes, who nobody knew of at the time, come out of nowhere and become this star running back. We never heard of Lorenzo until never heard of this cat, right? right. Well, I mean, we we knew we knew him, but we didn't yeah. know he had all know that. What he had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and you still had Van, and you had you know Bernard. You, we just had a truckload of guys. Alvin Price was on that team, and and, and, and they were just Price was a quiet, one of the toughest, yes. meanest boys yes, he you was. ever wanted to come across. Yes, he was. Yes, you he was. Did. No doubt about Price it. No doubt about tough. it. Yeah, and so all those guys made it tough. And you know what? We all lived in the area. We See, lived close to one another. Right, we, exactly. You know, me and Jap, right? Me and Jap was best friends. So I right, spent a lot right. of time in, in Carver Park. Carver Park, all exactly. Hanging out, right? So... And I think because of our brothers and sisters and family, the way right. all that was, we were all crisscrossing Chris ways crossing. and, right. and right. contact. Right. Well, you know, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's amazing. So when I when I break Delray down, right, when I yeah. try to break it down right. <laughs> in the black community back in the day, right, you know, I talked with, um, I had Butterbean, I had uh, Doug Park on the show, right? 
Yeah, and they they say they were the baddest. They, they call themselves the City Boys. Southwest Sixth Avenue, Southwest Sixth Avenue, right? And they say they beat every street in there already, right? And so I'm sitting there listening to them now. I know there were some bad boys, right? Because every football player on that street, though, was, was very physical. Was tough. Doug, Vince, you know, uh, Bubba Brown, Charles Ferguson, Prince Arafat. I mean, all those guys down there, Horace Bush, they were physical. And Randy Strong. That Randy Strong influence. Randy, Randy Strong influence. Because, you know, they told me on the show, man, that they were lifting weights. Man, I ain't know nothing about no weights. That <laughs> never lifted right. a weight. I, I lifted weights when I got a gym membership when I got my first job. You, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> lifting ways to play that wasn't part of my psychic it wasn't part of my thing and so i didn't know that that would be an advantage to me mm -hmm. you know I, i'm just playing ball and so and so when you start thinking about the areas of delray right and all the street ball we played mm -hmm. Now I know you stayed down the, down there on Fourth Avenue, so I was Fourth Avenue, deep in Frog Alley, as they say. Deep in Frog Alley. But what was it like for you? I mean, you had the Flowers family, Willis C, Lester, Gopher. Lester <laughs> had a brother named Tim Tatum. Exactly right. Uh, all of them were just flat out. God. It's good. And guess what? Neither one of them never lifted a weight. They were just, <laughs> you want to talk about physical specimens? Exactly. So, yeah, so we played in the street. That Willis E. Flowers, yeah. oh, the man. jump shot you ever want to see. Oh, man. But I mean, just amazing. So I wish y'all had some of them physical attributes some of those guys had. Now, now, now you're talking. out of high school, I'm 5'8", 145, right. 50 pounds. Right, exactly. These guys were full-grown men. Full-grown men. Full-grown men. Full, you, you, you remember said. Curtis White? Curtis White. Oh, man. But Curtis, oh, man. Curtis White looked like he, somebody say, look, let me chisel a body out of rock. And show you what it looks, and that's what's Curtis White. Hey, listen, I'm gonna tell you about Curtis White. <laughs> when I used to see Curtis White, I used to I used to get get afraid. I was just afraid. <laughs> you know, he was just that kind of, that he had that kind of presence, right? Was that kind of boy. Me Man. and him was tight, and I wasn't worried about nothing when me and Curtis were together. Well, see, Joe. Well, see, Joe. Understand that I played a lot of street ball, but I didn't have no brothers, right? If I got into it, it I was all by myself. <laughs> and you know who else was on that street? Who's that? James McMullen. You remember Jimmy Mike? Hey, listen. That listen. was a full-grown man. Listen, I saw I saw James. Yeah. <laughs> when he was playing at Carver Junior High. Right. Run the football. And I go, that don't make no sense right there. <laughs> you don't care that cat. Oh, that that dude was nice. He was he, he, he was, was real nice. He was something. He he was special. Yeah. And so, Joe, we talk about you know we talking about football primarily, but you were an all around athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you were one of the few guys that played football. Mm -hmm. You played basketball, and you were a great baseball player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you a question about baseball, because I see now see baseball was the only sport that never called my name. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, and I remember what really sealed the deal for me. I'm gonna see if you remember this moment. I don't know if it was Little League, Pony League, I don't know what level it was, but you may remember this. At Pompey Park, I was at the game and you were playing, and um Sammy Pratt was on the mound pitching. 
<laughs> okay. You remember? You remember this? I, I think I remember the Blanchard. I remember Sammy Pratt, right-handed, throwing it, and, and and before he can finish following through, you had hit that ball and, and hit him in the eye oh, with that hit, ball. Hit, hit and him. I knew that. No, this ain't the game for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that ball hit him on the forehead. Yeah, bounced all the way to the backstop. I ended up on second base, literally <laughs> with a double. But oh, we were God. we were about. 12 years old. We were still I think you're about to what would have been the next level, which was Pony League. Okay, all right. Okay. And, and since you mentioned that, that was actually the first year mm -hmm. that the Delray National Little League hmm. got chartered. Oh, wow. So okay. I'll tell you a little history that you may not be aware yeah, of. Yes, so go ahead. Back in Delray, there was a Delray American Little League, and it okay. was on the other side of the tracks, just off of Swinton. Okay. But that is very controlled by boundaries. Well, right. Delray American Little League mm -hmm. set a charter and mm -hmm. everything but what we knew at that mm -hmm. time, which was the black community of Delray, right. was excluded. Okay, okay. So hence come mm -hmm. Eddie and Yvonne Odom. Ah, okay to now. Get us into the, the flow of, of really what's going on so we can go beyond here, beyond right. King Town or Pompey right. talking and, uh -huh. and, and really get exposed. Well, mm -hmm. they put a lot of time and effort. So me, Butterbean, Willie Brown, mm -hmm. it was a lot of us at in 1970, the year of integration wow. is the, year the first year we got charged. Wow. wow. And uh, so it that that was a really neat thing. And of course, that Little League now is over 50 something years. That's old. strong. That's strong. When I was 12 years old. I'll be 64 next month. Right. Wow. And what's even crazier is that Red and Yvonne still work with whatever Little League they got now. But they, you know, a few years ago, they still had a bunch of teams. But yes. kids, you know, uh, they just, the football and basketball is really taking up most of the time. Right. And guys don't play baseball. And if you don't start baseball young. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what? We know guys that started playing football in high school, right? Going right. to get a college thing. Or some guys college, started right. playing in mm -hmm. college. Mm -hmm. One guy played mm -hmm. basketball in college and played pro football. Pro football. You, you, you got to be extraordinary yes. to do that because of the skill level, the skill level. of baseball right. and, and just the amount of practice. So, right. you know, as you say, I played all the sports. Mm -hmm. So when it finally came down to it, I had great speed, but mm -hmm. I didn't have burner speed like mm -hmm. and two and right. Mo Wesley and those guys. Right, right. But I had good speed. Right. I was five foot eight, 145, so I was too short to really be thinking about going anywhere to be playing basketball, right? Right, right. I didn't have no <laughs> extraordinary handle. Right, I right. Well, I was right-handed dominant. <laughs> but Jack Bernard could play basketball. Oh, what you talking about, bro? So as you look honestly mm -hmm. and assess yourself mm -hmm. with these guys, you you know where you are. Absolutely. And then, you know, I started to get a little weary about football, not because I was scared. I broke my finger one year. Right. And then I broke my arm. Okay. Against a bulk of Jets, and we we wow. lost that game. Wow. Because Toot Mitchell, the referee, Toot broke out and ran into the referee. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was that was another story. Okay, you got to start early. So right. I you know started playing baseball. Then mm -hmm. I started traveling with Red Odom. Okay. And the Delray Braves when I was right. twelve years old. Wow, man. Uh, my coach was Horace Bowie, and he played. Ricky Grant played all Ricky, those boys oh, who did that call. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Greg yes, sir. Robson, Jack Graham, mm. uh, 
Ron and Mac even played on. All, you put all them guys. So I'm 12 years old. I start traveling with them. Wow. My first man. trip was to St. Petersburg, and that's one of the reasons I'm in St. Pete now. Mm -hmm. But I started traveling at 12. Wow. By 15, me, Vic, Toot, Chocho, mm -hmm. uh, Bozo was a couple of years older than us. Right. Mm -hmm. By the time we were 15, we were starting. We were the core wow. of that baseball team that man. we had. And at 15, Man. I won a home run trophy. What? For the weekend tournament. I think I hit seven home runs what? over the weekend. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, so, and it was really the work and the effort. Ray right. Odom is the one who planted this vision in mm. my head, right? Because I'm just playing. I'm playing. Right, 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 right. But not only did he plant the vision, he jumped out and he did everything he could to help me. Ray would hit me 300 ground balls a day. Wow. If that's what I want to do. Right. Red taught me how to do the footwork to turn a double play. So okay. I get to the University of Miami. Uh -huh. Then get recruited, Bobby, by one school coming out of high school. Really? Not even including Palm Beach Junior College. Wow. I got no offer. So mm. through a series of things, I ended up mm -hmm. going to, I was. I got a scholarship to go to University of Tennessee. Okay. I was going to be an engineer. I went there May 1st. Mm -hmm. The temperature didn't get above 50 for a week. So guess what? <laughs> when I left Tennessee, I'm I am not coming back. back. <laughs> so I had applied to Miami as a backup. Right. I went on and I walked on. Right. Bobby, in the middle of the trial, mm -hmm. the guy, Ron Frazier, called me over. Mm -hmm. He wanted to know who was I. <laughs> where I went to school, who was my coach, and how did I learn to turn a double play? Double play right. I'm telling you, this is within two hours of 100 and, about 150 people talking about the walker or the play at my wow. wow. And it was red. Not only did he hit me, he hit me ground ball. Jack was part of that too. Right. And, and just through the footwork and just repetition, repetition, right, right, repetition. Right, right. By the time I got to that point, I can say I was seasoned and, and, mm. and it was mm. the help and the input. Right. Prim primarily Red Odom and then all those guys from Carver who mm. I looked up to, right. which was amazing. Right. At some point, I'm playing with these guys. So man, you imagine that... playing with your legend, playing with Anthony Penn, for example. Man, man, man. I'm exactly. playing with my wow. legends. Wow. wow. And these, these were some super athletes, yes. and, and you know them all. The yes. Cornelius family is probably one of the greatest families. Oh, man, no, no doubt. No doubt. Robert Cornelius, one of their older brothers. Right. Wow. wow. He's the best baseball player I know that didn't make the major league. That really? man could flat out play. Wow. Robert would smoke a cigarette and take a squeeze of <laughs> liquor on the bench. <laughs> And go ahead and hit the ball a country mile. Country mile. And I'm getting up over there by two bitches of them house, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I love so, that. That's how so, that kind of came about. And, you know, right. and so that became my game and uh, yeah. that became my passion. And I knew it was the way for me to go mm -hmm. because as time went on, I mm -hmm. hated football. Practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the games. Yeah. I hated practice. So. Right. Oh, so, of course. Right. I'm more junior year, I didn't play. Look, so, really? So, Coach Coffee ah. told my brother, my senior, going into ah. my senior year. Now I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> for the summer. He said, Well, tell Joe, you know, I want him to play. If he want to play, come on out. Right. So, you know what I did? I uh -huh. waited till the two days was over. 
And when I went back, Bobby, it was Monday, the first day of school. We had a jamboree that Friday. Right. And I started. So when what? I tell you, I hadn't played football in two years, starting yeah, right. safety two years later. So I was saying, you can't do that in baseball. Right. So oh, if no. you're a good enough athlete right. and have a head on your right. you can right. You can make a way in, in football, and if you keep getting better, you know, there's a shot. But that's right, what I right. <laughs> Well, I'll I tell you what, Joe. You, you know, I, I say this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you put the time in, right? Yeah. And, and here, here you're talking about the time you put in baseball with Red. and um, But I also know you put the time in in the streets of Delray in football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. So, yeah. so people, that's what made people don't want to. That's what made me. That's what made me tough. But see, people don't want to count that. Right. And so nowadays, I look at where we are today, right? I just got mm-hmm. back from Montana last mm-hmm. night. Right? Yeah, I saw that trip, by the way, some great pictures. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and what, what we did, and the evolution of the game now is going to girls' flag football. They're giving scholarships now mm-hmm. for girls' flag football. And so we're out in Montana with the Atlanta Falcon Youth Foundation putting on uh, football clinics for girls. Cool. All right? Now, I'm looking at flag football, you know, and I'm going like, when, to, when, when boys are playing, I'm going, like, well, why are they playing flag? They need to go and play tackle football, right? <laughs> but you know what, though? Now when I look at it, Joe, I think about the time that we put into street football. Mm-hmm. So when we finally showed up to play organized organized, <laughs> bro, the coach couldn't really coach us. Right. He tell us the system. Right. He can't tell you how to throw the football. He can't tell you how to catch it, and he definitely can't tell you how to run that ball, because we know how to, we know how to do that, right? Already. Already. So now I see flag football in a way. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that it can bring some more kids out, because a lot of parents with all the information, with all these concussions and things like that, they don't want their kids to play football anymore. Right, and so football in the end, and and you know the numbers, they're not all gonna make it through. But, you know, back during the day when we were coming up, if you could run and throw, you were a baseball prospect. Right? And we were all fast. So for baseball, I yes. was really fast or right. I was faster than, than, right. than higher. So right. that forestry avenue down there with all them athletes, you're talking about <laughs> the flowers and then all of them. I used to play in the streets with those guys Absolutely. because I had an older brother, Linus, uh-huh. who was four years older. Yep, right? You know, you want to tag along. Absolutely. So I found myself playing in the street with guys six, four, six, seven years old. Right, right. Exactly. And you know what? It, say, was, it was real. It was a part of our existence. There I played. Is. So when they start picking teams, <laughs> I got picked. You got picked. Guys exactly. who six and seven exactly. years old. <laughs> but see, that's the experience yep. that, that you can't. Listen, man, when I see kids come off of football for the first time, I'm talking for the first time. The first time, uh-huh. You know, it was never a first time for us, right? right? Because of the street experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping flag football can pick up and give these kids that experience before they start playing tackle football. Right, or learn and learn the game. Learn, and learn the game. game. You know, they talk about Absolutely. intelligence, football, Absolutely. intelligence, baseball, whatever. Right. Learn the game. Right. That was the other thing that was invaluable for me. Mm-hmm. With yes. and me and my my crew of boys, yes. we knew 
the game mm -hmm. because we were taught the game. We, we yes. had a great teacher. You know, Red was a great teacher. He taught mm -hmm. us everything he knew about baseball. But mm -hmm. all the other guys who had done things, they, they were interested in your growth and development. Right. So, you know, little poor boy like us, we leave home. Your mama <laughs> give you $20. You're going for the weekend. <laughs> I come back with $50 in my pocket because they would look out for me. They would right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that, it was that 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 thing. Just go and do it. And yeah, it was tough. Like I say, you run off the you run off the road, you get tackled. You get tackled, bruh. That was the rule. <laughs> you don't want to get tackled. Stay on the asphalt. Let's <laughs> see, Joe. With me, with me. Okay, so when I was a little, when I first started playing street ball, yeah, I used to live in Carl Park, right, right across from one of Kirkwood and the Francis family, mm -hmm. where the Macons live now. Right. I guess they still have that home, right? We used to live in that house. Then we moved from there to 12th Avenue in the duplex. And we yeah. moved right behind Larry Coffey. I know exactly where you're talking about because I we used to go over there oh, quite a bit. Right. Yeah. And so I played on that street, but now you know my relatives live on the north side, Tony Scott. So in the summers, I played with two Vic, yeah. Smitty Boo, and right. Tony. Yeah, down on on Eleventh Avenue. Right? On Eleventh, and, and of course they were all older than me, right? When I think of you, I think of you on Eleventh. On Eleventh, yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. That's that's when the that's memory, right? When I, you know, when I think the old days. That's the memory and the times yeah. that I go to, right. uh, because that was the kind of the beginning and mm -hmm. of the, the development. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we started to split. And right. then it became quite obvious as you were going that, you know, you mm -hmm. were on a different path mm -hmm. uh, when it came to athletics and particularly football. Right, uh, right. You start blocking them punts and all that crazy yeah, stuff yeah, you were doing yeah. and running them back. Right. And y'all played, y'all played against some boys that you had to be on your game with. Because you played against Carter, listen, right? You, you played against you, AC? Listen, I played against AC twice a year, pretty much every year, because right. see, we're in the same district. And then we always played in the first round of the playoffs because mm -hmm. we were back in those days, Atlantic and Suncoast were the top two teams in our conference. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we played Belt, Glade Central, Central, right? We smashed them. They, they, they never, they, you know, they were not Pahokee, even Pahokee being a 2A school back in the day. We opened up every year at Atlantic with Glade Central the first week. The second week, we played Pahokee. Mm -hmm. So if we win those two games, which we did every year, you know, we were on our way. And then here you go. You got at the end of the year, we'll play Suncoast. Did you, I remember you all used to play Vero too, seems like. Now, Vero Beach was the toughest team we ever played. They, they, they were big, seems like. What they I were just like Fort Pierce Central. Right, yeah. Right? They were just like Fort Pierce. <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, they, had, they had a guy named Fred Gaines running the ball. But Tyrone McGriff yeah. was a big stud lineman. Right. Remember Tyrone McGriff? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, look at him. I, I still got a hold of my chest, man. <laughs> hey, hey, don't talk about that. Hey, I remember Fort Pierce Central, mm -hmm. uh, Don Latimer. Don Latimer. Wow. Chased Toot Mitchell down wow. and slammed him down and broke his collarbone. Oh, yeah. He was the only guy I ever saw put hands on two. On two. Usually they grabbing and pushing. Right, 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 right. right. This guy was so big. And he actually grabbed two. I never forget that. Mm -hmm. And uh, go back to that year, Coffee had me come out and play my senior uh -huh. year. 
Uh-huh. They had a boy named Roosevelt Duncan. Oh, yeah, I know Roosevelt. Six foot two, two and a quarter. <laughs> all country boy. All man. <laughs> so we scouted. First play of the chamber, first play of the game. We played uh-huh. in my first game of the season. Uh-huh. You know they're going to give him the ball. They're going to give him the ball. They're handing the ball. I'm playing free safety. And guess what? I look up, he's coming right at me. <laughs> so I ain't scared. I right. go up. Man, right. the only thing, only reason that guy didn't score a touchdown, he tripped when he stepped in my face <laughs> and he was running over me. But, hey, the rest of the game right. would go by, and I'm I'm trying to clip legs. I'm not <laughs> guy no more. <laughs> hey, hey, well, Joe, Joe, think about it now. So, so I hear, I hear your Roosevelt Duncan story. I, my story is in the tenth grade playing against OJ Anderson, man. <laughs> right, yeah. You tried to tackle hey. him coming around the corner. Oh, he was trying to hurt everybody. Right, right. <laughs> you, he said, "Right, here's that dude. You tackle me, uh, you better get me because I'm." And he, I remember he had that ball in one hand. Oh man, he had that flipper. He was gonna throw that flipper. So hey. it was a good time. We got reconnected at UM. Okay, and, all right, and, cool, and, cool, and. and OJ, a few other guys, Latimer, because they call me, they call me baseball Joe. Well, <laughs> these guys used to do a a, a, a freshman rookie hazing thing on right. the baseball team. Uh-huh. So they come to me, you know, and everybody say, Joe, how much you weigh? You know, so I'm like, Joe's hard to get to guess. So anyway, they play up this thing like they put money into a pool to guess mm-hmm. my weight. <laughs> then on the day of the show mm-hmm. of the, the weigh-in. Right, you come in basically, right. basically what they're gonna do, they they gonna grab you gonna somebody gonna pick you up, one guy gonna grab your hands, the other guy gonna grab your ankles and they gonna paddle you. Right. Oh absolutely, absolutely. OJ and them guys came to me and they say baseball Joe, they say, Look, don't show up to the way in today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I took them guys at their word and oh, I didn't show up. Absolutely, man. So they saved me. They oh saved man, that's great, man. That's great, man. You, 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 you know, it's amazing though, man. How I, I think back, you know, when I was in high school, and I, I you know, and how serious it was the competing against OJ, against Anthony Carter, Carlos Carson, Ricky yeah. Jackson. You know, all of us played against each other. And then you you go to college, and now playing at Florida State. And we play LSU, and there's Carlos playing wide receiver over there, right? And I'm trying my best, and I'm like, when I play against friends, I play harder, right? Because I don't want nobody back home saying, "Man, Carlos Carson <laughs> took you deep." <laughs> yeah, as soon as you get home, they're gonna be like, "What happened?" Oh man, well yeah, exactly. Especially if you're a DB, right? Yes, sir. Because everybody see everything, right? And so, so you fight hard, man. Mm-hmm. And then even OJ, man, when we were playing the pro, I never get the last time I played against him in in, uh, in Atlanta because you know he started out with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And you know when he was with the Cardinals, man, he was a different back than when he was with the Giants. Giants, yeah. Now when he was with the Giants, he was truly a a um, short yardage type back, mm-hmm. right? That still had juice enough to get. He's gonna get a hundred yards a game. Yeah. But I never forget a moment. The last time we played against each other, I'm on the sideline, and here he comes, man. I come up, and I, you know, he's so much bigger than everybody. Huge. So, so I learned, Joe, to never lean forward to hit a bigger guy. I learned to just stand up and just grab him when he comes, right? And then just go and and wait for the posse to show up, right? And so, so here he comes round the corner, and he see me. 
And then he started getting this, he started getting the store already, right? And so I just, I just grabbed it, right? He probably knocked me back by two, three yards, but the posse came. So, so I, I, I said, man, I say, here, here we are, old man, and you still trying to do your homeboy dirty. Still the same dirty, dirty, dirty. But man, listen, let me, let me ask you this because you know our childhood in Delray is was special mm-hmm. because we, we were touched by a lot of different men, right? Absolutely. And so when when I talk about Delray, you know, I always talk about Bump Mitchell first in my life, you know, outside of my family. Mm-hmm. Talk about um, Bump Mitchell, you know. I talk about Red Odom, mm-hmm. you know, because Red was the one, Joe, um, that year I was in the eighth grade sitting on the bench. Um, he was the one that taught me how to tackle that year, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do it. He, he asked me every night, Bobby, I need you to help me on defense. I said, Coach, I'm an offensive player, man. I don't, I don't do that, right? <laughs> and then it finally hit me Do you want to play? Do you want to play? Are you tired of riding this bench? Mm-hmm. And so Red taught me how to tackle, man. And um, and the whole year, I never got a chance to start. I only played in cleanup duty, uh, which was which was just killing my pride, right? But it was a, it was the best thing ever happened for me, right? Because I learned how to tackle. The next year, I come back. My ninth grade year, I played my last year at the Rocks. I'm the starting quarterback, and we win the championship. Tim Butts became that next monster, right? Oh boy, that's a everybody. <laughs> Thank you for that, boy. My goodness, he became the next monster, and um, and me and Tony Tony Kanega used to hook up. I used to throw the ball down the field and hit T- Tony Kanega down the field. Um, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I don't think Lawrence Strange played that year. No, that I, was I don't think he played that year. My, was... my my last year with the Rocks, because I don't remember throwing him that one pass. And he was one of the best pass receivers. Yeah, yeah with his own long, lanky set. The long, he was fast, man. <laughs> he was fast. And so, and so, but I want you to talk about um, Red Odom again, what he means to you, and some of the coaches, maybe like Zach or whoever, really ha- had influence on your life. Talk about that for a minute. Absolutely. And it really goes all the way back. Probably the first one in that group would have been Mr. Zach. Okay. Because I started playing Little League with mm-hmm. him. Okay. And ultimately, that's where the relationship with Red started, because if you played baseball out there, they were for you. You know, you were on different teams. But in the end, Mm -hmm. everything was geared towards we're going to pick our all-star team and we're going out the area and we're going to kick butt. Right. So Mr. Zach became one of those first guys, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And you just you just knew how to act when you were around Mr. Zach. Oh, absolutely. Miss Lois. Right. You know, they you, and the way we were, you naturally had a respect for human, I mean uh, adults. Mm-hmm. If people adults, were right. older That's than you, right. mm-hmm. they got respect from you. Mm-hmm. And our parents demanded that of us. Mm-hmm. And they could also discipline us out there. We were acting crazy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Zach was certainly an influence, and that's mm-hmm how I got with all the Sixth Avenue boys. Okay, all right, yeah. And that's yes, how I got yes, tight with them. Right. But as I continued to go on again, there were guys like uh, Horace Bowie, Ricky Grant, mm-hmm. one guy who was just a delight, Greg Dobson. You know, we talk about athletes. You know, Greg could throw the ball. He Greg could throw 90-something miles an hour back in the day. when Back in the day. Right. And, you know, just super athlete. Yes. So all those guys contributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? There you go. There's another uh, one. Yeah. And I'm going to give you another name. Mm-hmm. James Holman. Oh, yes, sir. All those guys. And, you yes, know, sir. like and we didn't really understand, mm-hmm. but those were the guys. Uh, Mr. Kirkwood. 
That's right. John Ramsey. That's right. I'm just thinking it was just so all many. those guys, man, and right. they poured themselves they did. into they did. us. They did. And so, as again, so my relationship with Red, mm-hmm. so Red and is is at the same age of my sister, I think Gary. Gary, okay. The same age group. Okay. Gary, maybe my sister Joan, maybe 76, 77. So mm-hmm. they're in that mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. They were high school classmates. So wow. I initially met, that's how I initially met mm-hmm. Red. Right. All those people were, you know, they were classmates and friends right. and stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, but again, and, 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 but ultimately that, that, that vision he put in us when we mm-hmm. got that 12 year old team, when we played our first little league mm-hmm. and that opened the door for a whole right. bunch of folks. Cause yeah. eventually there were folks like Gus and, and, and Gus probably one of the best ball players come out of Tim blue. Right. And, right. These, and all these guys played. Right. And, and so, I mean, we were into it. So Red was a, was a real motivator, and you know, you know. And so you really want you really needed to want to be around Red. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. While he was going out there and pour himself into you, he wasn't mm-hmm. about BS. He wasn't playing. Right. He wasn't, <laughs> right. He wasn't playing. I'm telling when you. When you were there, you were focused, and right. and and it taught you discipline. Mm-hmm. It taught you right. discipline as a young man, and in mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. they were using these sports. Hey, if you can make it big somewhere, great. But what right. the primary focus was to develop us into great young men and women or whatever. That, mm-hmm. And that was the difference. So because I became so excited and passionate about mm-hmm. baseball yes. and talking to Red was like reading an encyclopedia. Yeah, on baseball. Yeah. Right. And so I was able to learn and digest all of that. Mm-hmm. And it just it just kept me going, and that just kept my right. my passion going. I was always eternally mm-hmm. grateful because my mm-hmm. father died at eight. Right. Uh huh. I had three older brothers, and mm-hmm. you know they, but again, you know they, they mm-hmm. were still young, even right. in their twenties, trying to make their way. So <laughs> right. it was those gentlemen that I just right. mentioned, right. that myriad of coaches, uh-huh. uh, you know, even uh, mm-hmm. over from Atlantic, Mister Tidwell. Uh, right, right. Was, uh-huh. was a mentor when we played, you know, pony right, league. Right. You know, right. guys like Joe Sires and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 Dwight Tidwell. Dwight, right. So right, I tell you, right. uh-huh. Uh-huh. so Mr. Tidwell told Red Odom, say, "Look, say, man, if we could get Cheney and Jap over here, we will have a stick." And Red and Yvonne told him, "Look, if we could get." Kidwell and Morrison. It was Jeff at that time. So we can get. We have a stick. We have a stick. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome, man. But that's how it was. So it was that passion created, and then I go back and tell you, I didn't like football practice. Right. I love baseball. So that uh, kind of was the ultimate sign right. that you didn't have to push me right. to get a ball, throw a ball, mm-hmm. swing a bat. Mm-hmm. I'd even used to go out in the yard and throw the ball up as high as I could. Mm-hmm. And then I started catching it behind my back. Okay. All kinds of things. Right. Playing little games. Playing right. games and, and right. doing it. And then like I said, at some point, man, that stuff becomes second oh, nature. Absolutely. You know, you don't think absolutely. about it. Absolutely. The repetition. And right. so those right. gentlemen were very, very instrumental. Not only did mm-hmm. they teach me about sports, mm-hmm. and the competition aspect, mm-hmm. but the way they developed me as a, mm-hmm. Uh, as a young man, man I, I learned yeah. a little bit how to be a husband. 
Right. Absolutely. There was there were some examples, mm -hmm. negative examples of mm -hmm. how not to be a husband. How not to be a husband. That's right. <laughs> we we learned a we learned right. a lot. Right. So that's that was kind of that's how mm -hmm. that all worked mm -hmm. worked out. And mm -hmm. even guys like the Flowers, like Lester. Lester was Gopher was was much older than me. Right. But Lester had an affection for me because right. we were neighbors and stuff. So yeah. so they looked out. Those they guys looked out looked for you, out man. For yeah. Yeah, and uh, they pushed you. And they pushed yeah, absolutely, you and, absolutely. You know, and 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 they encouraged you. Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. and they were good examples because they were doing they were doing their own thing. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> they were doing their yeah, own exactly. Thing. Right. And uh, so they were good. We had you know Friday night in Delray at the Carver game. You know where else would you be? Man, well I I tell you, man, and see I always lived so close when I couldn't go to the Carver High game. I can hear the band all the time, man. And, and I'd be sitting up, man, and I can't, you know, I'm not at the game, but I'm sitting in this house. But when we lived in Carver Park, my room was in the back, on the back corner, right? And I, the house was right behind the Sutton's house. Uh-huh. That, yeah. that face Carver feel, right? right? And so in my room, Joe, if the ball got on a certain hash mark, my dad had binoculars. So I would look, and I can see a little bit if they go to the left, I can't see them. I, I sit there and wait for them to come back. Right. So sometimes that's how I saw the game. Right? But oh, the boy. times that I got a chance to go, and like I say, I never forget Carver playing Roosevelt one night, and I saw Penn scramble and make this great play. And man, that I lost my mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I've never seen anything like Anthony Penn. But I remember when I, when I, when, you know, after I got a chance to know him well, and I asked him this question, I said, all right, Anthony, who was the guy you looked up to? <laughs> yeah. And he said, Sonny Chaney. Yeah. I go, what? Uh, he says, because I thought he was going to say somebody like Dusty. You know, even Herman Bain. Now, Herman Bain, your right. brother-in-law, right. wasn't no joke now. So, so within my own family, I had a <laughs> couple of guys I could look up to. You guys, and, look up and to. I think you learned during Herman's interview that he played a little pro football. He did, and so, I knew that all my life, right? Right. right. I'm just saying. So it was like kind of if these guys can right. do it, you have in the back of your mind, it's okay. not impossible. It's not I mean, impossible. this is my brother, yes. and this is my brother-in-law, yes. and I can tell you. I, you, you might as well just take brother-in-law off of Herman. Herman is as much a brother to me. Right. And when you talk about the influences, yes, was, was probably uh, um, was one of those great influences mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my life. Yes, uh, in, in Herman life. was the guy who I got uh, college advice mm. from. So mm. he told me. Mm. Mm. But Herman told me, he says, well, if you can, go to Georgia Tech, right. get a degree in industrial engineering, get yeah, your right. master's in business. And he says, you right. can do what you want to do. Well, Absolutely. Guess what? Uh -huh. My oldest boy, Joseph II, uh -huh. did that at Georgia Tech. Did he really? Went to Georgia Tech, did oh, his man. master's at Georgia State. What? And uh, so... Again, also that, that seed that was planted, planted right, amen. Ultimately, amen. skipped me, right, and manifested in my son. Yeah. And that's amen. okay, that's great, that's okay. And then, when you think about the big picture of Red's daughter in law, and you know, she's in, and you know, on her, his, her side, Coco's side of the family, right. I am so thrilled oh, and happy 
that their granddaughter has seen success with all the time and life that they poured into kids and our kids. That in the end, their their granddaughter finds. I, I just that just warms. It just warms my heart, man. Well, me too, Joe. And and, and just like you said. All the seeds they planted over the years. Oh man. man, all over the place. All over the place, they're, man. They they've helped so many. They, they have so many all people. over the country right now. I, I guarantee you. Oh, you absolutely. absolutely. So, so you know, like and all of that. Guess where all that came from? Carver mm-hmm. High School. There it and is. Who was one of their greatest influencers? Mr. Pompey. Mr. So Pompey. In the end, we didn't play for Coach Pompey, but we got everything Coach that Pompey. They got poured into those guys. Right, Isn't right. that something? That's something. And it was amazing too. Now, see, I had the chance of going to... Now, when you left Spady, mm-hmm. right? Did you go to Spady or Delray Elementary? Spady for first and second grade. Okay. And I had Barbara Brown, Kelly Brown's uh, ex. And that woman used to hit me on the hands with them things. Uh, the rulers, you remember that? And... Uh, <laughs> Do I remember? <laughs> but but uh, I love Miss Brown. But from third grade to sixth grade, we went to Delray Elementary, and I right. will tell you, Bobby, uh-huh. that was right. And then after Delray, that was the, the when integration hit. Integration started. Carver right. became a, uh, a Jew. I think it was a junior high, and then eventually in middle school. Well, junior high first. Junior high first. Mm-hmm. Because we was anticipating going to Carver. We was anticipating the Carver experience. Carver had just won a couple of championships. Couple of state titles back to back, bro. He wanted to get in that floor. We and now we get in that house. Excuse for not being able to go Absolutely. to the games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I tell you, that, that really broke my heart. And then yeah. the next year, mm-hmm. when we got bus to Boca, uh, yeah. and, and I mean, literally three quarters of our community. Right. That's was right. bus to Boca. Bus and, to Boca. Um, yeah. That's true. you know, uh, and, and I think particularly my class, me mm-hmm. too. Chocho, Butterbean. Yeah. Uh, there was a few more guys. I think they, we played baseball. That was one thing that in Boca wasn't prevalent. Right. They, black guys didn't play didn't baseball. Play baseball. Right. Exactly. And so that allowed us to to network, engage mm-hmm. folks mm-hmm. that typically wouldn't have been engaged. Right. And I believe that it was our class mm-hmm. that created that. That kind of, you know, so, you know, you have the busing and, you know, you have this, mm-hmm. I, I call it, for lack of a better word, you know, the racial tension. Tensions right. are high. Right, right. Then we get to 76 mm-hmm. and they start to calm down. Calm and I down, think right. Primarily, one of the right. reasons was because of our class and the people in our group, because right. of the way we had grown up and been right. trained. Because there were right. sure some guys they had no problem. They just assume hit you and knock you out. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And I knew who they was and I ain't absolutely. messed with them either. Right, right. Absolutely. Okay? That's right. So uh-huh. uh but that was um that that was a that was a big blow. Mm. And and like you I, I often wonder and I mm. fantasize I'll call it about right. how it would have been for all of us to right. be in right. school together, playing right. sports together. You know, not only would we would have had great sports teams, mm-hmm. but also there was a fellowship. There was time mm-hmm. that we had previously spent mm-hmm. and would have spent over the years that somehow now the particularly in this high school age thing, right. right. We were we were in different different right. realms, you know. Right. So Friday exactly. night we headed the different directions. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to play somebody here. We're going to play somebody there. Very rarely 
did we get a chance to see each other play. Right, right. But I, I did get to see y'all play a lot because in my, I told you, my junior. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. right, right, okay, yeah, yeah, you don't play. Baseball. Right, so, right. yeah, that old double wing that Atlantic used to Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Luther, and, you know, hey. Uh, Moses, boy. Yeah, so, but my point is, and I say, we wanted to play each other, but I'm going right. to tell you, it would have been a battle, you know? Man, I, it, hey, listen. Like, it, it, that would have been something. It would have been a battle because, you know, and here's the thing too, man, because we knew each other, right? Exactly. And, and I'm going to tell you something, the respect that I have for all of y'all, because mm. the way I looked at it, <laughs> all those Delray Rock, all of us who play for the Rocks, y'all right. got the best of all that. Now. <laughs> exactly. Y'all got all of the... All the better players went to poker. Because <laughs> we, because like I said, 75% of our community, mm -hmm. or what was considered our black community, right. was in Boca. So that was the bulk of us. That was the bulk of us. You know, right. the toots, the Absolutely. Vicks. Um, um, and everybody on the north side, but it, it was everybody. Everybody, man. On the north side and then like to eighth on the south side. So they right. took exactly. really everything but maybe carve apart. Right. So exactly. to speak. And exactly. like I said, exactly. I, I still have some uh, heartburn about that. I would have liked to have seen I would have liked to have seen Coffee and Carver go for a third year, you know. Well, absolutely. And, and, and when and, would that thing have stopped? It, it, hey, listen. Well, well, let me ask you this question. All right. Let, let, let's let's take it from here. Has the Delray Rock stopped yet? No. <laughs> Right. Right. There it is. There it, it is. It, it, the gift that keeps on giving. It's that, that's what I'm trying to say. And going and going. And going. That's right. right. That's right. And that's what's so important about a vision, a dream to do something, right? Because the reality is some of it you may never see manifest. That's right. That's but right. But the point now, is, that's right. a seed well watered and cared for will manifest into some fruit down the road, regardless. Who is actually doing it, right? That's right. And so, That's right. That's uh, like right. I said, That's right. It, it, it read them, pulled themselves into me. I made it a little play, and I think Gus Burgess got further than anybody. Than anybody, right. right? Right. You know, Greg had his shot. Greg Dawson right. had his shot. Bozo right. paid a little bit in the Atlanta right. system, but yeah, it just keeps Man. on going, and you set that that bar, right? Uh, and like I said, you had something to shoot for. And I gotta say something about a guy, I, I can't mm -hmm. forget him, Johnny mm -hmm. Haynes, who, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what he's going through. But right. Johnny was, you know, when you talk about legends in Delray, Johnny has always been a full grown man. Since day one. <laughs> and I can't never remember Johnny. When, when, he, when he was he not like a full grown man. <laughs> always. And uh, so kudos to you and particularly Al Flint, man, for, for the care that y'all provided. Oh, well, you uh, know, hey, you listen, know. man, we've been brothers since we've been this high. Right. And, and that's that's great. And that's the, and that's the essence of really true love. Right. Amen. Uh, all, Amen. And, and as brothers and friends, you know, all we need to know, man, is you have a need. You know what? And, mm -hmm. and we, we jump to help. It. Yeah, jump that's to help. it, man. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> well, well, Joe, man, you know, man. You and I got to catch up. Well, we yes, to, sir. We well, got to catch up. You know, we got our contact information. I mean, personally. Yeah. And um, well, you know, we got to we got to get up. And if you ever come to Atlanta, you got to come through. Well, I have a two and a half year old grandson there now, so I'll be getting there more. All right. All right. Also. 
Awesome. He's Joe the Third. What? Yeah, I'll be making some trips, and you know, and let's do that because I believe I, I don't know if I can. I think the last time I saw you, I had just moved to Atlanta uh-huh. back in like '92. And yeah, uh, yeah. I even went to church with uh, you and the wife a couple of times. That's right. All the way up in North Cross. Oh, I North Cross. Up That's right. <laughs> in the south end of town in yeah, uh, yeah. initially Riverdale, and then I ended up in Starkbridge. Oh, but yeah, I believe yeah. that's probably the last time I can remember. It's, it's the last time, you. Joe. It's and the last time. Probably at least yeah. 30 years. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's and so. You know, through my relationship with Butterbean mm-hmm. and, and just you know my my following of you, I I I've kept up with you over the years, oh, cool. and, uh, and and like I say, you know, grateful for your friendship and uh, you know just just thankful for you being the man that you've grown to be and, and oh, thank uh, you you know uh, keep up the good work. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time: this show is presented by Bet Online. Well, I appreciate you, Doc, man. And we got so much to talk about. We, we got to go back and talk about them old AME days back in the oh. day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, hey, that's a whole nother hour. That's a whole nother hour, right? Yeah, that's a whole hour. Well, listen, we, we're going to do that. But, man, thank you for coming on the show tonight. And, ladies and gentlemen, that's it tonight, man. We, we've had, uh, man, what a great conversation, man, with a great man, um, Joe Chaney, Delray Beach legend. You know, Joe, Joe, you did it all, man. And we didn't even get into talking about that them Boca High Atlantic High basketball games. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, well, so, I think maybe at the end of the day, the basketball was kind of at the end of the list. I just, we played because we like playing. We played because we like playing. The passion that, was, was that, elsewhere. That, that was it. Because, you know, we, we, you know in, in, the, in Palm Beach County, when you start talking about Lake Worth, you start talking about, North Shore and Suncoast, we couldn't compete with those guys. Yeah, not when it came to basketball. And by what I would do, I didn't miss a game between when Wap, uh, what's that boy name? Hopper. Derek Hopper. When they played uh, oh, man. Uh, North Shore, yeah, oh, I wanted to be there. You wanted to be there. Absolutely. And that was the place to be. And that they was the put place on to be. some shows. And I mm-hmm. really believe if Anthony Carter had decided he wanted to play basketball, oh, he could have played pro basketball. Well, well listen, I, let me tell you about AC, about basketball. You think about, see, he's two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm a senior. He's a sophomore. So my junior year, Anthony Carter's a ninth grader. He think he averaged about 23, 24 points on the yeah. varsity. <laughs> right. And as a ninth grader, they played Tallahassee Rickers in the state championship game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he could have done anything he wanted to do. He was that kind of, kind of that kind of an athlete. Some bad boys down and, there and, in that South Florida. And like I said, I tell oh, folks, man. I put the the people of Delray Beach <laughs> right in there, bro. <laughs> I put the people of Delray Beach up against anybody, anybody anywhere in the country when it comes to people, whether it's sports, education. Mm-hmm. Whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they were uh, Delray Beach was quite a little place for yes. such a small, yes. Yes. small town. Yes. And, you, and, you, and, you, and you know, I'm, and I'm proud of where I come from. And Absolutely. So, and I want people to know, you know, you, you can put Delray Beach and Google Delray Beach now. It's one of the best places to go to vacation. Now. In, in the world. <laughs> in the world. Isn't that something? It's, it's amazing, right? A little old sleepy. A little out of old place, man. Yeah, it's it's one of the best places to go and have a holiday now. Yes, sir. Listen, man, thank you again, brother. I love you, man. God bless you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show tonight. If you like the show, comment and share it with your friends. This is 100 Yards of Football, and this is our legend segment. And tonight we had the great Joe Trainer from Delray Beach. Thank Love you, brother. Thank you, my brother. Love you too. Peace. Peace. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.